and welcome to the Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your 20s, 30s and 40s. I'm Chantel the Coach, a single life empowerment coach, helping women to live their single lives to the maximum and to not be preoccupied with having to find a relationship. Of course, we talk about that because sometimes in single life, you are looking for that. You want to introduce that into your life, but we don't see it as a need. Now, if this is the first time you're listening, then you're in for an absolute treat. And there are a whole load of other episodes that you can listen to on all things single life, from dating to friendships, to changing your job, to personal development, and more. Whereas if you are listening for the second, third, fourth, or maybe even more times, it would be fantastic if you could give this podcast episode a star rating or review on Spotify, if you head to the little stars and give it a rating there, or on any other podcast player such as Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. And if you want to go that step further in helping other single women celebrate their single lives, then you can screenshot that you're listening to this right now and share it on your Instagram, on Facebook, so that we can keep spreading the word and letting people know that single life is just as valid and important. And we need to keep talking about the things that we find frustrating and to bring awareness around it. The world is more and more waking up to accepting new things, accepting that things don't have to be done in exactly the same way. And single life is one of those things as well. We're starting to step into the fact that Not all of us do want to be in a relationship at all given moments of time. At certain points, I do desire that. And I think I would really like, I've got some time, I would really like to put some time into growing with someone else and having somebody to really invest in and build something with. And at other times in the periods that I've been through, I've been like, I do not want that as a distraction. And you can go through that feeling when you're in a relationship too, and you're like, I do not want this, but that's the commitment you make. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about specifically today is something that I spoke about over a year ago, because it was glaringly obvious that this is a big frustration for us as singles. And the whole little video, the reel that I made at the time, for those of you that know, I'm bigger on TikTok now. I do a lot, lot, lot on TikTok and Instagram is kind of more like what it looks like for the day. And then you get a little post here and there, but TikTok is where the content is other than this podcast. If you want to access the free stuff and then there's other paid bits and pieces, but it was a reel where I literally was just like, stop asking women why they're still single. And there are the claps in there. I hope you can hear through that. Let's stop asking anyone why they're still single, but specifically I don't know if we get this more or less. I, I, would, I would speculate that we get this more as women. I think men will probably get asked, like, how's dating going? But it's not asked with the same implication, with the same expectation that we, at all given moments of our single life, must be looking to find someone. And that there's a reason that we're single. Like, why are you still single? I recently had, and I get this quite a lot, and it's not, it really isn't meant in a big-headed way to share this. I get the comment, you're beautiful, you're stunning, you look gorgeous, whatever kind of phrase someone wants to use, why are you still on here? And I know that it won't just be myself that's received that, we've spoken about this in the Single Life Be Like community on one of our monthly Zooms. One interesting way of thinking that because someone 
appears attractive to you or maybe comes across as traditionally attractive according to society standards, that that means that maybe one, they think it's easier to date because, well, you're good looking, you know, you, you, you must have everyone after you. That's great. But that also means like you've got everyone, if you're going to phrase it that way, or you've got a lot of people after you. And, and a lot of those people I'm not going to be attracted to or they're not the right kind of person. They haven't got the qualities that I'm looking for. And it's then that assumption that we would, out of all of those, find the right person. OK, maybe you could say that the odds are higher because you just, you know, the opportunities are higher. Maybe. But as I just explained there, doesn't mean that they're all high quality people that are interested Asking women why they're still single to me resonates in exactly the same way in that, well, why are you still single? Why are you in a relationship? Like, it, it makes you want to do that. And it because it puts people on the spot, why are you still single? It makes you want to go back, well, why are you still in your marriage? Oh, it's a commitment I made. It's a commitment I made to myself. Oh, you know, you know, I love them. I love me and I love my free time and I love the lack of stress that a relationship brings. It feels to some degree like an attack. And you could go, well, that's you. You know, you're interpreting it that way. I don't know. I don't think people get asked, though, on, in the reverse, why are you in your relationship? It's not questioned. Why are you in your marriage? Why are you still seeing them? Because... The assumption is, is that once you're with someone, you're intending to stay with them forever. And so it's implied that we, because we're single, don't want to stay single and that there must be a reason. And there might be a whole host of reasons. But it just, it, because we don't ask why people, they, there is an assumption that we don't want to stay that way. And we've got to stop because it just puts pressure on to the people that are doing it. Now, I know <laughs> that you listening are the people that get this probably most, right? So I'm not asking you to stop asking other women why they're still single, because you get it. What this episode was about, was about realising that you're probably not the only one that feels that way. And that there are so many experiences that you're going through as a single person, such as being asked, why are you still single? That other single people are going through as well. The difficulty comes when maybe you're one of the few single people left in your social circles. When I left my divorce and I start to evaluate who was around in, in all of my spaces, I was like, everyone, everyone is in a couple. I could, I could name on one hand, I think, the amount of people I knew that were single. Some were friends, some were more distant, some were close friends. But I was like, in my circles, people I see and speak to, Which is not a lot when, uh, you know, I used to work in a school. So think of all the teachers and staff in a school. And most people's workplaces are quite big. But yeah, I was shocked. And it makes sense, right? Because I was in a profession. So the professional people, particularly so, will have gone to university, got a job, tried to earn more money to probably facilitate family life. So it makes sense that there's probably a skew there. And that's not to say that single people don't want those things and haven't done some of those things. However, I can see where that, you know, that path, that usual path that lots of people do could have been followed. And so then when you're being asked, you're, you haven't really got anyone to necessarily express that to. And there's more and more comments that come up that are like this, that 
you only get when you're single. It came up quite a little bit in um, The Unexpected Joy of Being Single, which was one of the books that we read for the Single Girls Book Club. Uh, that was January's read, I believe. And there was a section that was a little bit like what I described there, which is when someone asked, why are you still single? It was what Catherine Gray had come up with as the things that you wish you could say back. The things that you would go back with something as brash as that, or why are you still in your marriage? And it might even have been that that was an exact example. I'm going to grab the book. Oh, <laughs> this is how much goes in subliminally. But it's also interesting, when I was reading this book in particular, I knew that a lot resonated. I had not read this book, bearing in mind that I've worked with and spoke about single life for two and a half years. I read this in January of 2022 and I started all of my stuff. I started talking about it publicly over a year ago, but I've been working through it myself. The chapter or the sort of, it's a heading more than anything, but the heading within this section is why are you single it is that exact line but I made my little clapping real before so this is not uncommon this is very common amongst singles why are you single what she wants to say she describes why did you get married which is one of my responses back similar but she actually gives a much sarcastic response the other one that I was going to go for is it will happen when you least expect it. And, and her phrasing is it will happen when you're not looking for it. I would highly recommend it. I can't go into all of this book, but it is so many. One of the ones that came up in our conversation, which referred to the book, which was, oh, your standards are just so high. You're being so picky. We spoke about within the Single Life Be Like community was, well, surely you want to be picky. Like you almost want to ask that person back to really hit home with, well, were you not picky? Did you not have standards when you decided to get with... Now, you don't want to offend your friend, but if that person is pushing on you and your single life, and we seem to get that a lot more, being single, that people are a lot more intrusive with the questions that they ask us, like our personal dating lives and what we're doing is their topic of interest where we wouldn't necessarily question them and their choice of being in a relationship. It just doesn't happen as much like, how's everything been going? Ooh, did you feel like you made the right choice? Do you still want to be in a relationship? Why are you still planning to get married? I, don't get me wrong, there are questions that you get when you're in a relationship that do happen. I went through the marriage bit where once you get married, all anyone asks you about is if you're going to have children and when. And uh, that was one of the contributing factors to why I realised I didn't want this anymore. Um, so I also know that pressure from the other side. It's not that nothing's asked. The engagement milestone and the pregnancy milestone are very much there in relationships or the moving in together. Are they the one, I guess, is another one. I just think the whole world needs to wake up and realise not everyone wants the same things all the time and wants to do it at lightning speed. And being single, the experience we get is such a pressure to settle down. Like We get asked about the children thing so much. Do you not want kids? No, I don't. And when I express this from my own experience of being asked so many times in my marriage, the response I got, and don't get me wrong, it came from someone that would have different traditional views to me, but it was, you'll change your mind. And I could not, I hated being told that I would change my mind. And I appreciate that I might. For anyone that's listened to this podcast long enough or seen any of my videos, I changed my mind. I've said before, I'm no longer dating. I'm dating. 
I was married, I'm no longer married, I've changed my job. I think the world is full of changing your mind. I think it's completely okay and it should be part of what we do. But on someone's personal preference of having children, I'm not sure we should be saying that outwardly to someone because it only increases the pressure that and the expectation that that's what we should be doing. I don't want to. And you can listen to the full episode of why it's okay to not want children and you're not alone in thinking that. You're also entitled in that podcast I talk about to change your mind on it. But you can't easily once you've had children and you can't easily, if you've gone for a particular stage in your life, where that choice then goes and you don't have a choice about it. There are consequences to what we do or don't do. But in terms of being single... I don't want to be asked all the time about why I'm still single or if I'm dating because there's so much more to me than just dating. Sometimes people go, why do they always ask that? And I, my response is, I think it's because it's all they have. It's all they know about you or have remembered about you that they care to ask about. And it may be very naive of them not to be aware and not to think about what they're doing in the implication of that. However, I do think that we have it in our power to do something about that. So one is that you can assert yourself and say, I'm still single because I haven't found someone that is meeting what I really want and need. And I'm not just going to say yes to anybody. I might have many people that are suggesting I should be with them, but right now they haven't shown that they're the right person for me. In all this, it is not about looking pretty and looking good as a couple. That's a very superficial way to look at relationships or even a status of, I'm in a relationship. To me, relationships are so much deeper and you're going to get so much out of them if they're the right thing. Goes for all relationships, all friendships, all connections. They've got to be the right thing in your life else they're not going to work. And so you can assert yourself in that way. You might get the rebuttal of, oh, you're never going to find anyone if you're that picky. And that's just difference of opinion and belief. And that's when you have to stay strong in yours and know that there's people like myself talking about this. There are other top people in the dating world that are talking about this that would say, do not lower that standard just because you want to be in a relationship. And I would echo that. That's when you go, that's something that you believe. But I know and believe that there is somebody or even a few people out there for me and I just haven't met them yet. A little Michael Bublé lyric in there. How exciting. And that's where we have to be strong in our beliefs and we have to have worked through what we are worried about because you might, at that point, you can feel a little bit of a quake of like, what if they're right? What if I am being too picky and I'm missing so many opportunities with people? And that depends what you're being picky about. If you're being picky about someone's height and I mean picky and like they've got to be over six foot when, for example, like me, you're five foot five. No, my friend, you have to potentially widen that pool to your five foot seveners because just because, or even five foot five. Yeah, I've dated someone that's the same height as me. It's superficial. There's a lot more to relationships. I would rather take someone that's the same height as me that is lovely, caring, attentive, emotionally intelligent than someone that is six foot and doesn't have those qualities, right? There's, there's a scale of those things. But at the same time, you shouldn't lower the things that you know and that you value, and that aren't just because of the way they look. The other alternative is, in any conversation where you don't want to continue talking about what someone is trying to talk to you about, you can do one or two things. You can go for like 
redirection. You get, you are the other half of that conversation. So you have the opportunity to swing things around. So if someone says, why are you still single? Then you start talking about all the things that you're busy with that then gives them a plethora of items they could ask about. Project, work, house, holidays, whatever it is. Tell them a number of things and hopefully they will get the hint that those other things going on in your life that they can ask more about. Or you could go into one and just start giving them to you. Well, I've been doing this and it's been so interesting because I've been learning that and doing that and meeting these people and so on that I just don't have the time. But I'm absolutely loving doing this, 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 this. And it redirects the conversation away from dating and to onto what's actually going on in your lives. So back to why do they ask? Because they don't really know what else to ask. You've got to be the one to give them more information. It's almost like in dating when someone says, hey, how's your weekend been going? And all they're doing is just trying to make conversation because they want you to say something that they can go into. Sometimes I don't put a lot on my profile, but I put enough that I would think you could ask about that if you wanted. But at the same time, if they don't, then it's going to come through our conversation and go going back and forth. So when they say, hey, how's your weekend been going? I don't just say, yeah, good, thanks. It's, yeah, I've been doing this. If they then choose not to create conversation out of that, so be it. But I have told you a select few activities that I've been up to that you could make conversation about. And that's the same for these in-person conversations where we're being asked something. We don't necessarily want to continue that. The alternative is if, if it continues or you just want to end it very quickly there and then and almost don't want to speak to this person anymore, because sometimes we don't. You would want to just say, I don't really see that there's a reason that I'm single right now. I'd probably put it down to X, Y, and Z, but it's actually not something that I want to talk about. I'm working on myself with it, getting used to some of the ideas within it, and actually, I'd rather not speak about this at this party or in this scenario, because it might be somewhere where you're trying to enjoy yourself and you don't want to get into the ins and outs of why you are single. Depends how deep people have asked that question as well. Why am I still single? Loads of reasons I could go into. That conversation could go on for ages because I love exploring my history and my personality and what I'm looking for and how that's kind of navigated and what I've learned. God, that could be a book, I'm sure. But it's not necessarily something that I want to sit over dinner and talk about or at a party over drinks. I want to be talking about the things I'm excited about at that point. You know, if it's someone that you're connecting with at home and it's someone that you see regularly and do talk to on a deeper level, then it's a different question entirely. But this is when it's got that implied sense that you don't want to stay single. There's something wrong with you if you are still single and that you shouldn't shouldn't be staying single. You need to be moving off of that as quick as possible. Chop, chop. Let's get going. Let's get you out of being single. You get all those cliche lines that come back to you. One of the big ones I find frustrating is we're told that we can't make the career our priority. And that's because it's expected that we should be making family a priority. I don't know. I don't think that we were all made to, on this earth to come and all have children. And I think there are people that are definitely suited towards that. I don't even think that I wouldn't suit it. I just don't want it. It's a lot. It's a lot, man. There's so much, so much to it. And people can say that about building their own business. It's something that I want to do. That would scare people. That would put people like, no, no, no. Like, even the people that I left teaching for when I share with them what I'm doing, they're like, it's just so much easier to turn up and do your job than it is to like try and manage what you're doing, which is earning money while setting up a business and then all the things that that involves. Because we're all different types of people. 
we don't all want to do the same thing. Some of us want an easier life in that aspect. I want an easy life with me and a family. I, I see that as more challenging. And don't get me wrong, I think it would be incredibly rewarding. And I think I'd grow so much through what I'd learn as a parent. Do I want to do it? No. But on the other hand, other people don't want to do the things that I want to do. Do I want to go abroad on my own on holidays and go to interesting places? Yes, I do. Would other people, they might like the idea, but do they really want the hassle of having to work it out, to go on your own, to work through those feelings? No, it just depends what you want to do and at what stage. So when people ask us why we're still single, we have the power to answer how we want to. I prefer answering in a way that feels controlled rather than hitting back at them with the kind of, why are you still in a relationship? But I think that response does give pause for thought. And it depends on the person you're talking to as to whether that's going to be received in an intelligent enough way for them to get the point or for them to just shirk it off and be like, well, well, you know, you want to choose your battles wisely and go back with a response. But if we've spoken about what can happen when we have these moments, it's interesting. And as I mentioned the book, The Unexpected Joy of Being Single, um, I would recommend it. It's not going to be in our book club for ages now. We only get 12 a year. There's lots of books we need to get through. But that was one of our best ones I think I would always recommend to anyone that's single. And then the other place that this came up was during our Single Life Be Like Zoom meetings. We have a text chat once a month. We have a Zoom meeting specifically just for that once a month. We have the book club once a month. They are the three live events that happen every month. And then at any point in that time, there's a post every day pretty much to respond to, whether it's a poll, whether it's something to do with the book that we're reading, a theme, or just what you're up to in the weekend. But some people post in there and it's inspired some of the, these podcasts, these conversations. Hindus and weddings and going to those was one of them. Self-love was the theme and that then prompted me to do an interview with Rosie Leach. There's all these different things that come from the Single Life Be Like community and you get them live at the minute if you're in that community. And it gives you a chance to meet some other single people as well. In this case, we don't need to keep asking women why they're still single. Might be a lot of things people are working through. I know I'm preaching to the converted here as the single people, but I wanted to empower you to make you realise that you're not the only one and to realise that there is a space if you want to continue these kind of conversations, to share your frustrations, celebrate your wins and embrace your single life. Single Life Be Like is there to do that with you every step of the way, as well as all the stuff that I talk about on TikTok, on the rest of this podcast, nearly a year in now. It's it's mad. I don't know what I'm going to do for the year actual episode so that's going to be exciting but i'm glad that you're here with us whether this is your first episode or your 31st episode that you're listening to keep joining in with the community keep celebrating single life together and until next time keep thriving